This episode of the Hammer Podcast is brought to you by Financet, Canada's leading point-of-sale financing platform for home improvement contractors. With Financet, you can increase your sales and average ticket size by offering affordable monthly payment options to your customers. Visit financet.io to sign up today. Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery. I'm here with Michael Garrity from Financet. How are you doing, Michael? I'm great, Patrick. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's 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 terrific to have you here. We're going to talk uh, uh, a little bit about something that, uh, you know, I know is on everybody's mind all the time, uh, uh, financing, uh, uh, getting financing for, uh, for, for, for your clients, for your business. Um, and uh, I know that uh, you, you guys are experts in that for sure. But before we get going, Michael, why don't you fill us in on uh, on on yourself and your background and uh, and and finance it itself? Oh, I mean, I can go back really far. How far? Like I was born yeah. a small child. Do you want me to start there? Or do you, sure. Do you just, okay, sure. No. Yeah. So yeah, start wherever you want. We it's a podcast. We got all the time we need. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, no, in all seriousness, I'm the CEO of Finance It. We're the largest point of sale financing company in Canada that focuses on the home services industry. So exactly the kind of uh, clients that you've got that are, are loyal uh, readers of your of your magazine. So that's our, those are the folks that we cater to every day through our solutions to try to make their lives a little bit better. Um, we started this company 12 years ago now, I guess, like right in the financial downturn. Uh, where a whole bunch of the companies that used to do what we do, of course, they did it much worse than we did, Patrick, Mm, but they did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, People like uh, Wells Fargo Financial and HSBC Finance and TD Bank through their home improvement division, there were all these folks that were there. Almost all of them left the market uh, in the financial crisis, many of whom relied on external sources of capital that floated around in, in the capital markets, all of which dried up and their core businesses dried up. And so we had uh, been putting together a startup uh, in the financial services space. I've personally been in financial services for about two decades, working in you know the crossover between technology and financial services and consumer needs. And, and I was really excited about putting together something in the space. And when we saw all these companies exit the market, we saw a great opportunity to enter. The market. So Finance It put its first loans on the books in 2011, uh, January of 2011. And, you know, today we're doing almost 600 million in lending a year here in Canada in the home services industry. And we expect to exceed a billion in the next couple of years in just providing point of sale financing, payment plan options uh, for, you know, contractors and OEM professionals in the home services industry, looking to sell those big ticket items to customers at the kitchen table, knowing their customers are worried about budget constraints. And it's much easier to sell a $15,000 roof as 49 bucks a month, right? Or don't pay for six months and then make reasonable monthly payments. It just is so much easier to do that than than to give people those sticker shocks. Um, And that's the business that we're in. So at a high level, that's me. That, that that interests me. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, some of the other uh, financial companies were dependent on uh, external cash or external capital flows. 
uh, in order to uh, in order to finance what they do. Are, are you guys structured differently somehow? Yeah, so we don't use these sort of structured securitization, and I don't want to get too geeky on on financial services, but mm-hmm. you know, those of you who remember the mortgage crisis mm. that happened in the U.S. market in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, it's because lending stopped being lending. It stopped being the simple thing of hey, there's somebody that has a house that needs a mortgage, and I'm a bank, and I'm going to lend the money, it, and it became this this crazy you know, kind of capital markets hijinks where you would take these loans and then divide them up into little pieces and then leverage those and have some foreign bank in like, you know, or or capital markets expert from the Middle East, like buy tranches. And then you had, it just got crazy, right? And the result of crazy is that when you had a crisis like we had in 2007, the crazy went away and anyone who's depending on those things went away along with them. Our, Our process is really simple. We have banking partners that all really like this part of the market, but know that it's hard to, you know, develop the technology that enables contractors to offer something, you know, on a mobile device in someone's home. That's hard. So what they've done is just partner with us. So it's banks that are holding these assets on their own balance sheets that look to us as a technology partner and an innovation partner to get access to a hard to reach part of the market. And, and they just fund hundreds of millions every year with us because they love this model. Fantastic. So this is a model that's built with diversity of lenders. We have five of them. That'll probably expand to seven next year. Uh, and it's one that is based on a simpler model where the people who are essentially lending want the loans and want the loans in whole because they understand them and they like them. Awesome. Awesome. That, 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 that's a great explanation for for how that's different and, and of the end of the end of the financial end of the financial crisis which I think a lot of us still don't understand but uh, <laughs> I just boiled the whole financial crisis down to two minutes yeah I, I I got I went down some rabbit holes on the derivatives markets and stuff like that back in the day and I I, 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 I still don't think I, I ever got my head wrapped around it but yeah anyway, I'm with you um, it's a great it's a certainly a much better time uh, now. Uh, to be uh, to be doing this kind of thing, um, tell us a bit about uh, what you're actually doing for, uh, for for contractors and and their clients. How 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 does finance interact with with that group? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we have about seven thousand different. We call them merchants or dealers, people uh, who are out you know intersect selling things to to uh, end customers uh, in the home services industry who need. Uh, or who would like, who see the benefit in their business of offering a payment plan to those customers and, and sometimes offering them a marketing hook too, right? So a lot of our customers choose to take our, our free rate, what we call the free rate, which is an 899 rate to the end customer. Our merchants can offer that anytime, 15, 20-year loan terms with our with these, these, these folks. So that takes a big ticket purchase, already brings it down to a low monthly payment. And again, you offer it to the client, the client accepts it through you. That approval that we provide to that roofer, you know, or that HVAC dealer is only for them. They, they, that approval that we give to that customer of theirs, they can't take that approval and go take it someplace else. And maybe I'll just, you know, highlight why that's important. Why point of sale lending is always better than letting your customer go to a bank and try to find their financial arrangement there. If you go to a bank, if you tell your client, it's $15,000 roof, the client says, oh, that's a lot. 
wasn't expecting to pay that. We've got a big trip coming up we need to pay for. You know, I'm worried about that. That's your moment of being able to say, don't worry about a thing. Let's get that new roof on the house. And we've got a financial partner who right here on this device is going to approve you in your driveway in two minutes by just punching in a little bit of information and they're going to approve you. And then they'll arrange that I get paid. You don't have to worry about a thing. That is already a better story than saying, eh, why don't you get a suit on, go see your banker, see what you can arrange. The problem with that is that if you make them do that, now they've got money that they can go spend. Maybe it's 15,000, maybe it's less. And then now they have to go shop around. You don't have a thing that's specific to you that helped that get closed. You sent a close off to someplace else and you've created competitive tension now for those, those same customers to call anyone else in the business and get another quote. You know, this tool gives you the ability to solve their budget problems, solve them right here and now, and get some a customer to agree to move ahead and get that problem solved with you as a professional. And I, I think anytime. And we hear this every once in a while where we talk to merchants, we say, listen, we think offering point of sale financing is a great idea. They're like, eh, well, my customers have money. They don't like, you know, they don't want to do this. Or, you know, my customers all have relationships with banks. I'm just going to push them towards their bank. You might as well just, you know, hand them to a competitor at that point, we think. And so we always say, own the sale, own the process, solve a bigger problem for the customer, solve budget while you're solving you know, the fixing of the thing or the replacement of the thing that you're really, you stand behind, you know, and, and that's, that's where you drive the most success. And so if you stand back and you look at it, the biggest folks in the business today, the largest, uh, uh, you know, providers of home services, every single one of them without exception offer point of sale financing because they know the power of owning the close getting higher close rates, moving customers up to value-add services, and not you know, allowing for competitive tension. And so those are the key messages that we always like to bring to that community. We have 7,000 of them. There are 100,000 of them uh, in Canada. So we still have a lot of work to do to convince the rest of the market on why this, this tool is essential uh, for, their, for their success. Yeah, it's it's a it's a powerful offering for sure, and uh, you know I always uh, I always scratch my head at uh, at anybody who doesn't at least have that you know even if they're not doing it on every single sale uh, yeah. doesn't at least have it as part as part of their offering um, because um, you know it 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 just can be such a such a mover when you're when you're having uh, when you're having trouble closing something. Now that said, um, and let, let's let's do a little state of the industry talk. Um, you know, for most of my life, uh, I did have a prior incarnation as a as a person in sales, uh, <laughs> industrial sales. Uh, uh, demand was always the issue. Uh, finding finding that order, uh, closing yeah. that order, getting getting yeah. someone to buy was was always the issue. Boy, have things changed in uh, in 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 two years. Uh, yeah. uh, you 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 want to throw the phone across the room uh, because even if you got uh, even if you took these orders that are coming in, you uh, frequently wouldn't be able to fill them. Yeah. Um, t- tell me a little bit what what are you seeing, Michael, as far as uh, as far as some of the I, I guess this this new world order of, uh, of 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 business and contracting since the pandemic. Yeah, well, we can talk about that, and then and then you can hold me to the test of saying, "Hey, if this is a tool that you've got that helps to solve, you know, issues of demand, what if demand was already solved? Then what does it solve?" Right? Mm-hmm, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. Let me get let me get back to that one, and I I do want you to hold me to account. Okay. But in, in the interim, you've asked me the question of what are we seeing in the market? Well, 
we're seeing the strangest period I've seen in the home services industry in two decades. We are seeing an increase in demand over and above any year-over-year growth that I've ever seen. And it really relates to the pandemic. People are at home and they're looking at their house and they're saying, I actually never noticed that those eaves are the wrong color. I've never really noticed that the roof was leaking over there, right? Or I I hate that carpet or, or whatever those feelings are that people have. I'm here more often, and it, it, you know, I guess we have that room that no one ever uses. Why, why isn't that a study for the kids, right? Why am I thinking about a pool in the backyard, given that I might not ever go on vacation again? That's the thinking that has pervaded across North America, and it has created a 3x on demand on a year-over-year basis than anything we've seen. Home industry, the home services industry, pretty consistently has five to seven percent growth. It's, it was up 30% over the last two years in growth wow. rates uh, on the demand side. So tons and tons of demand that we've never seen before as a result of the, the wear and tear on homes because you're in them more and as a result of um, you know, people just spending a whole, mo- a whole bunch more time at home. So demand up without the industry having any time to prepare for it because you know COVID came on us pretty suddenly. And so we're seeing as, and I'm sure this is a consistent theme, you know, in your magazine, we're seeing, you know, demands on supply, both hard supply and labor supply that we've never seen before. Um, and the result of that is we've got supply chain issues all over the place. Um, so any, you know, we talk about chips and ships, right? Any product that depends on a microchip or a ship to get it here, when you got chips and ships that you're reliant on, supply chain is breaking down all over the place. Right. And and so, you know, that's been a huge issue when you've got crews that are either, you know, uh, at risk of getting COVID because they're in one of that that group that that uh, are more at risk to COVID or in circumstances where they're getting paid to stay home. You got labor shortages all over the place. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a, a between product shortages and labor shortages, while demand is three times higher than it's ever been on a year over year growth rate, it's created the perfect storm for where we are in the industry um, and, and where everybody's wrestling with. And so, you know, the result of that is that the industry has to think about things differently and it has to be, it, it, you know, it has to be dealing with the reality of today, but also thinking that, hey, the pendulum's going to swing back. And now's a perfect time to be, I get that we have to handle, you know, that, that sort of mismatch between supply and demand. And that's probably an issue that's going to continue to persist at least 12, maybe 18 months more. But then we're going to be in the other side where a whole bunch of people will have rushed through a bunch of jobs and then we might very well be in a desert again on demand, right? Because that little blip kind of accelerated people's thinking about home improvement jobs and when they were going to do them. And we might then be in kind of a desert of demand that you're going to have to think creatively around. And so, you know, we always talk to the industry about, hey, demand, you got a certain set of problems right now. I think we can help you it, even in, right now with the tools that we have. But understand that this is not a, a completely um, you know, different secular trend. This is a industry issue that, that's going to be short-term in duration. And you have to be planning for the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. If, if traditional economics 
uh, has any application uh, these days anymore, which I'm not entirely confident that it does. But apparently, it, uh, it, it ought it ought to. The, gravity does exist. Yeah, gravity, gravity must exist. gravity must exist somehow. Uh, <laughs> there, there has to be something. Uh, then uh, you know all of all of this demand and shortages has to uh, stimulate investment, and the supply the supply chain issues have to be clearing. Uh, at some point down the down the road here, and and, and like you yeah. say, having having your uh, having your products, having having your uh, uh, financial solutions in place is uh, is obviously a great way to meet that when when demand starts to tighten again. But let's let's go back to in the in the now in yeah. the in the in the in the present environment. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like you've got some ideas for how uh, how finance it's offering, you know, can 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 even help these days. Yeah, well, and here here's the reality of where we're at things cost more, right? Mm -hmm. In a supply challenge, decking and fencing costs 200% more in raw input than it did before. In scarcity situations where uh, there aren't as many HVAC units to go around and the cost of raw materials being imported from China are double or triple to get them you know, over here, the, the net result is that all costs are going up, which means that the jobs are going up in cost to the clients. Some people might use this as an opportunity to charge more, right? To have a higher margin in their business, given that supply and demand don't meet. People want, if people really want a job, you could potentially, you know, use price as a way to decide which jobs you're going to do in a, in a time of scarcity. But now that things that were already really expensive and people had budget concerns, well, now budget concerns are even higher because the, the cost of everything is up it is the perfect time to be offering, especially if you got a little more margin to play with. It's the perfect time to be adding in a, hey, listen, why don't you make the decision today, right? And let's get a low monthly payment worked out. And yeah, things are a little more expensive, but the difference is between $45 a month and $56 a month. Do you think you can afford that, sir or ma'am, you know, in relationship to putting that pool in the backyard, you know, uh, upgrading the heat and cooling infrastructure in your house. It's 10 bucks a month difference. Do you think you can handle that? Yeah. All right. Well, good. Let's keep moving that. So it's an amazing tool for the now to deal with the fact that things are more expensive. And as a result of that, people are even more budget conscious. It also helps as a tool because delays are, are just part of the, the now. Things that you were you used to be able to get really quickly, now you're waiting for, right? You might be backlogged on certain things. You still want the customer to make a decision today. You don't want to say, hey, listen, I'll call you back when that thing is available because they're going to go call around to three other people. You're going to lose that job. You're going to lose that quote. Lock people in today, but you know, again, help them to, to uh, deal with the extra delays by giving them, let's say, a six-month payment deferral. Hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. You you can lock in right now, and I'm going to give you six months before you have to make any payment whatsoever. And you know, again, we'll make that payment to the to the installer so that the borrower doesn't have to. That you give them the gift of making a decision today, locking in the date, and not having to worry about their first payment for six or twelve months. That's what a point of sale financing tool gives you the ability to do gives you the ability to take big prices, now even bigger prices, turn them into low monthly payments so the customer sees that that's a budgeting tool. And it gives you a marketing tactic to be able to give the customer comfort because rates, you could buy a rate down or you could offer a deferral. You can do things that you can't do with cash. You can't do by sending somebody to a bank. 
So I think we got a tool that not just will help you with all that demand activity to look like a super cool, innovative company solving problems for your clients, but also to deal with the cold, hard reality of where we are, where supply and demand don't meet. Yeah, I, I hear you say that, Michael. And the only thing I can think is inflation-proof your business, right? Mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. this is this is the offset to all the inflationary concerns yeah. that everybody's talking about. And it doesn't mean you know you're you're taking it in the head uh, because you're not raising your prices. You can raise your price, but you can ease the pain and and ease the sticker shock to the customer yeah. uh, by 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 smoothing that out with uh, with with your products. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. You should be in sales for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got, I got, I got out of that for a reason. Believe me. <laughs> no, that, that's 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 just a terrific point. So, what what else? What else? That, that's one great uh, thing that contractors can expect to see uh, uh, coming out of uh, having a, having a point of sale product uh, financing product. What 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 else are you guys able to do? What what are some of the other benefits that you talk about when you're when you're getting into conversations with contractors about uh, finance it. Yeah. So, you know, generally we, we run down the list of the things that we're trying to help with, right. We're trying to help with uh, you know, dealing with sticker shock. Uh, we're trying to help with uh, dealing with customers who don't have cash on hand uh, people that want to push off a decision to buy today because they're worried about finances and they're worried about upcoming expenditures and how they're going to load balance all these things. We're trying to get people, we're trying to help with getting focused on quality as opposed to price, right? Anyone can offer a lower price, but sometimes the better quality products and services just are better. They're going to last longer. You don't want the customer to choose, you know, the single pane window because it's cheaper and nobody wants them anymore versus mm. the triple pane window that, that is going to add value to the home and make it more energy conscious over time. And so again, you know, sometimes the, the more expensive thing is the better thing and better for value in this core asset of the household, the home itself. And, and again, we can help to solve that. You don't have to discount to get the customer there. You don't have to, you know, convince them to stretch beyond where they're comfortable uh, because it's better for them. You're able to give them a tool that allows them to make the best choice they can uh, and stay within their budget so that, you know, they're not putting themselves in, in financial harm's way. And so, you know, those are a lot of the things that we try to focus people around, you know, and then we try to talk to them about how to differentiate their business from other businesses. You know, there are a lot of small, small businesses that, that don't qualify for, for financing programs. Um, and, and so you, by qualifying for financing programs, look better than the guy down the street. Right. So again, if you're in a competitive environment, uh, you know, the more sophisticated and professional you look and having a, a built in point of sale financing, again, back to my point, everyone really big has an existing relationship, usually with us in for, for point of sale financing. We love small uh, operators who, who understand their business, who've been around for a long time, who do quality work. We love people like that. And we've built a really easy to use tool where you don't have to be a financial services expert to be able to offer it. You literally can get trained in how to offer this in less than a day. And we can train everybody in your installer group to, to work with the tool in less than a day. And it gives you a professionalism associated with your business that really makes you look like one of the big guys on the street. And so 
You know, those are a lot of the points that we try to bring up when we're convincing the market uh, to work with us. And again, look, look where the market has come from. A lot of people who are excellent tradespeople, you know, who, who really know their craft well and know how to go and talk to customers with confidence about their professionalism. That's where this industry's come from. The hundred thousand, you know, folks driving around in trucks solving problems for, for clients. A lot of them come out of that background. Very few of them came from the banking industry, right? Or who came from like an F&I function at a car dealership where they really understand the power of selling on monthly payments. And so this is a bit of an education on this tool being available, free to use, is high benefit to the, to the end consumer. You just have to get yourself ready to add it into the, the sale process. And and for a lot of people, that's new thinking. And so, you know, and again, it's a mobile device uh, application that you're either sending a link to your client through text uh, and letting them, you know, get approved themselves, or you're using something on an iPad to help them. Again, there's a bit of a technology angle to it as well. And so, you know, the biggest opportunity area, we think, for, for folks in the space is to say, hey, where's the industry moving? You know, what can I do to keep my business being highly efficient and profitable and, and innovative and solving customers' problems for them in ways that they want? Okay, well, this tool is great. What's going to be involved with doing it? And, and we always try to say it's free to sign up. It's free to use unless you want to buy one of the special programs like six-month payment deferrals, things like that. And they have a pretty small cost associated with them and they're great marketing tools, but you don't have to use them if you don't want to. Um, and then there's just the education uh, component of it, which is the day. So brand new tool, help your business solve today's problems and tomorrow's problems with a day and it's free. That sounds like a good pitch, right? Patrick, mm -hmm. do that? come on. That's a pretty good pitch. I'll, I'll tell you what I, I'll tell you what I think is even a better pitch is um, nothing uh, makes uh, the contractor's uh, stomach start to go sour faster than when they're in front of uh, a, a client who is driving to the bottom uh, on everything on on price and and that's oh, yeah. I just yeah. love I just love that point that you made that that by being able to offer uh, uh, the point of sale financing you, you have an opportunity to do better work. Uh, yeah. you, you you have an opportunity to, to to get the client into the things that you know they need and to sidestep a lot of the objections you're going to get on the on the on the sticker price it, it's it's not perfect but it it, it can't hurt uh yeah. when when at least they know that they're paying over time and uh and 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 you, you know that you are not going to have to do work that ultimately is not going to make them as happy as they could be and not be to the quality that that you want it to be i i think that's a tremendous point yeah thank you yeah so the so that's that's the that's the the contractor side of it that's 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 what you're going to get out of it and there's a there's a lot there um on but what 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 i have what i have seen happen is contractors are offering point of sale financing and it's this little tiny line item down at the bottom of 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 their quote or right or on their or on their yeah. website or something like that can, can you give me some practical tips michael on on how to communicate to to your client to really leverage your 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 point of sale offering in the sales process yeah, I love it. So, so here are some of the best practices that we see. And, and I, I just tell everybody, take a look at what shows up in your mailbox, right? <laughs> it, you open your mailbox and you go in there and you see the sort of penny saver flyers mm -hmm. or the other, 
you know, kind of home improvement flyers that are arriving uh, there. And notice how many of the companies lead with uh, an offer that has something to do with financing, right? Financing available. Uh, you know, get this uh, this you know neat new heating and cooling unit in your home for forty nine dollars a month, starting at forty nine dollars a month, right? They usually put the lowest number, and then they can you can good, better, best a customer once you get to the home, right? And so right away, having a professional view of your business that says it comes with embedded financing op opportunities for you. So don't worry about budget, just get started. You're making them feel like it's, you know, no obligation, uh, you know, easy. And if they decide they'll have options, they don't have to be coming, you know, with, with the big, uh, all the cash sort of sitting in their mattress. And then, you know, using it as a marketing opportunity, you know, uh, today only, six months don't pay, or today only don't pay until 2023, which is an option. We have like an 18 month deferral you could use. And so you could literally tell customers, get that problem solved today. Don't make your first payment until January of 2023, um, which sounds super appealing to those buy now, pay later, uh, motivated clients looking to solve problems. And so there's lots of ways that you right at the top of demand generation, where you're, you're trying to get customers to call you and contact you. And whether that's print media or radio or television, if you're lucky enough to do that, you know, or, or just using one of the sites that's available to advertise your goods and services, we've seen consistently that an offer that includes, a, includes financing or a budgeting tool and a marketing offer, something that's a benefit to the customer to act now, those types of offers massively increase demand creation, really effective tools to increase demand uh, creation. So, so that's the first thing that I, we recommend is, is use these tools. If you're going to use them, use them as best as you can to increase the amount of demand and the amount of professionalism that people see associated with your, your company. Step number two is to incorporate monthly payments at the moment where you present the price to the customer. Don't wait for them to like barf over the price mm. before you introduce this. Introduce mm -hmm. it in conjunction. And again, look at the car industry. And, and I, you know, I love it when people say, ah, my customers are all good quality because they live in North Toronto and they don't, they don't need financing. Well, ask how many of those customers are financing their car. Guess how many? Nine out of 10. Right. In fact, mm -hmm. nine point nine point five out of ten of those customers that you think are good quality customers and they don't need they don't need financing, they're financing other things in their lives because they like financing. They like to budget, like I like to budget. You know, I like to budget. I, I run a financing company. I know exactly how financing works. You know, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I could buy a car and and access other uh, you know sources of cash for it, but I don't. I finance all of my cars. Why? Why wouldn't I? The entire car industry runs on financing. 95% of all cars are bought on a loan or a lease. That's the market. That's who your clients are. They're people who see the benefit of uh, paying for things on a monthly basis and like it because it makes their lives easier from a budgeting perspective versus these big gigantic swallows of capital outlays that give them heartburn, right? And they have to figure out over time. And so 
that's our second recommendation is that in addition to advertising your company in a way that incorporates you know, financing as a benefit, show them the ticket price with financing involved. If it's gonna be 15K, put a box underneath there on the invoice or the quote and say, that's $109 a month, right? Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. then the third piece of that is to be thinking about the move from the price you were gonna give them to the price you'd ultimately like them to get to. And you know, most of the time in the home improvement industry, there's a light version of what we could do together. And then there is a more robust version of what we could do together. Maybe it's an upgrade of the doors and windows, right? In terms of quality or size or number of places that we're gonna solve the problem for, not just the first floor, maybe the second floor as well. <clears throat> not just the front of the house for aesthetics, but maybe the back of the house for energy consciousness as well. And, and so there's all, almost always a good, better, best opportunity. Well, our third suggestion for people is financing is your tool to get people from good to best. It is the tool that says, you know, instead of it's 15,000, it's 22,000, it's 31,000. That sounds like a big jump. That's a lot of concern for the average homeowner. Instead, if it's like $100 a month, $120 a month, $140 a month. And again, it's your tool to move people from the basic sale to the, to the big sale uh, in each of these opportunities. And, and we see evidence of that every day. Our clients will tell us when a customer takes financing, the average ticket size is typically 25% bigger than when they don't take financing. So what does that tell? That says when financing is used, it's used and customers will take a, the bigger ticket because they can afford it, right? They see the merit of it. They just didn't have the cash for it. And, and now we're giving them the ability to do that cash. So those three things, put it in your advertising, putting it on every single uh, ticket price as it's presented, right? So you give them some relief and then giving them the path from the good to the best using a monthly payment capability. Those are the things that I would say is the perfect way to use the tool. Don't just sit around waiting for your customer to ask it because then you're playing catch up. You're, you're on defense. Great advice for sure. Michael, you've been talking quite a bit about technology. Uh, and uh, and I, I think that there's um, things here that probably uh, people in the contracting world aren't, aren't entirely aware of in terms of uh, how technology can enhance uh, doing point of sale financing offerings. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what finance it does in the, in, in that area and, uh, and and what you think that impact is is having across the uh, the contracting business? And and maybe specifically, what are you what are you thinking about there? Like, well, you uh, I think you had mentioned that you were offering some technology solutions to the. Um, Got it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Like where our solutions are offering something uh, that well, would help the industry out a little bit. What Christian actually wrote here is from a technology perspective, we've seen quite a bit of change here as well. In your opinion, what impact has technology had on the home improvement sector? Got it. Was yep. that was that you wanting to talk about finance its uh, software or? No problem at all. Sorry, I wasn't looking at the questions. When right, right. That, okay. So I was just double checking. Um, yeah. So did you want to ask it again? Yeah, let me. Yeah, yeah. Let me start again. Let me start again on that. So, Michael, you've referenced technology quite a few times, uh, and uh, I know that's a really important part of uh, doing a, a point of sale uh, a financing offering. 
why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about how that works about how co- how contractors can can use what you guys offer and uh, and and just how important that is to the, the the whole financing package for sure for sure and and i think this is the kind of core to to our offering here these are busy people right and especially busy as we've talked about patrick over the last couple of years and they don't have time to be running a whole bunch of back office automation and processing uh, on on how to offer these solutions to their clients. And you know, everyone can remember uh, buying a car ten years ago, let's say, where you would go in and they would sell on a monthly payment, and that was all terrific. But then when it came time to actually buy the car, you go into this little back office where you spend the next forty five minutes to two hours working through stacks of paperwork with physical signatures and waiting to hear if you qualify for that offer or not, like that administration that used to plague an industry that used point self financing is gone with finance it. Finance it has made all of that disappear. And so a tradesperson who's presenting a quote can ser- can literally go and present a quote and we show you, we just give you a little what's called a payment factor it's a calculation that says, hey, you pick your program. Is it going to be a, you know, our free program or our six-month no-pay program, whatever it is? And here's a number that you multiply by the invoice amount. Okay, so the invoice is going to be $15,322. Multiply it by 0.0135. That shows you what the monthly payment is. It's called a payment factor. It's just a little table. You pick the program, you multiply it by the number in the little box, off you go. You can show anybody in your truck while you're doing your quote, you can go back inside the home and show them a payment uh, without having to do anything fancy. You just literally a multiplication of a single digit, uh, a single formula. And so, so that isn't where the technology piece comes. That gives you the ability to always, no matter where you are, connected to the internet, not in, you know, in someone's home, in a driveway, it doesn't matter. You have the ability to be able to present what that payment is going to be on every quote. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it really is a world for you and make that calculation. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think I think that that I think that that used to be a, a, a real barrier is 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 it paperwork and paperwork maybe having to go to banks and, and, awesome. and, you know, it was it was it was a real it was a thing that a lot of people I think really didn't want to deal with unless they, you know, for sure. And abs- again, go back to the car industry. That office is called an F&I office, a finance and insurance office. It's made of a professional who all day, every day, that's all they do is shuffle paperwork around. Yeah. The home services industry doesn't have time for these F&I functions. So we let people quote a monthly payment in the home, and then we give them the ability to literally say, can I have your phone number, sir or ma'am? I'm going to get you that monthly payment I just showed you by just simply taking your text information. And you put it into our app. The app then sends a, uh, a uh, an invitation branded in the name of that person who gave you the offer, right? Uh, you know, Joe and and Frank's roofing, uh, and it shows up in the customer's inbox and says, "Terrific news! You can get that 106 uh, per month from Joe and Frank's. Click here and punch in some basic information." And so while you're literally, you know, finalizing your quote or walking around the house or picking, you know, the the tiles uh, and giving them the the option of choosing them, we're busy qualifying the customer through a process that takes two to three minutes in in total. And then it's like, congratulations, customer, you've been qualified. 
We notified Joe and Frank and through an email, congratulations, your customer's qualified, finish the deal now, guys. And, and then the paperwork is their paperwork, not our paperwork. And so when we talk about technology, there are a million things that are happening in the app, in the background to make that happen. Credit checks and checks on lists of, of people blocked from fraud, ID verification through multiple mediums, like there's all sorts of stuff that's happening on the background in technology. None of that is the concern of the home improvement professional. They just know what the thing is that gets a customer through to a yes. And it all happens in a couple of minutes. And so that's my long-winded answer to where does technology fit? It fits really simply into the pocket of every home services uh, professional in Canada if they want. Hmm. Wow, that is that that is a that is a new world order for sure uh, when it comes to financing. And well, so speaking of speaking of new world orders, we've we've talked a bit about about where things have have changed from the past, where things are are, are at now. Um, I'm looking forward, Michael, just to, I guess to wrap things up here. Uh, look into your crystal ball. You're working with all of these contractors. You're seeing conditions and 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 financial situations uh, really uh, across the country. Um, what what do you see happening in 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 the industry going forward as a, as the pandemic starts to ease? Yeah, I think as the pandemic starts to ease and people get back on flights and and do vacations and and all sorts of other things that they're spending their money on, that the household is going to. Uh, is going to become less cash rich. Uh, and as a result of less cash rich, obviously having budget tools is going to be really helpful, right? So there's going to be less government subsidies across the board for everybody. And people are going to be spending more money because thank goodness they can get out of their homes and leave the country and do all the things they used to spend money on. And as a result of that, they're going to be increasingly concerned about their budgets. I think there's going to be a leveling off of demand. The less time you spend at home, the less time you want to invest in the home. And the result of that is that we're going to see demand start to normalize. And when it normalizes, again, trying to find ways to create demand uh, and to convince customers to work with you versus working with other people is going to become increasingly important. And then the last trend that I see that I think is really relevant here is that we've just convinced people that they can do most things digitally, right? People can order food digitally. Yeah. People can like literally do almost everything digitally. And of course, you can't fix your roof digitally. We know that. But you can go find that customer digitally and you can transact and pay them digitally. And you would expect them maybe even to give you your first consult digitally. I don't think that the digitization of services and commerce is going anywhere, but continuing forward. And I think that the more you can digitize your service and look like a digitally forward company, the better off you're going to be uh, as time progresses. And so those are three trends that I would, I would argue are pressing. Michael, this has been fascinating. And uh, I think, uh, I think some of the, uh, you've given people some real uh, food for thought on, uh, on, on their, their uh, point of sale financial offerings. Um, it sounds like, uh, you know, there's an opportunity here to really uh, raise the professionalism of your of your company to to do more of the work you you want to do uh, and to, uh, you know, protect yourself from inflation and really drive demand when it comes back and also keep demand steady and, and smooth out the uh, the inflation and the price rises that we're seeing. So uh, uh, lots to think about there for all of our listeners. Michael Garrity of Finance It. Thanks so much for joining us today on The Hammer. Great. Thanks, Patrick. 
Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine. We'll be right back.